0: know something? Jesus was a smart aleck. I have friends that really dislike it when I say that Jesus was mean or sarcastic towards the religious people of his day. They have a picture of Jesus always walking around very pious with a halo over his head and Uh, an angelic choir singing in the background, but he was a carpenter. He was a rough dude. And when he was saying things like straining out gnats to swallow camels or uh, a plank in your eye while trying to clean the speck out of your brother's eye or camel through the eye of a needle, those were sarcastic humor pointed at people for a purpose of pointing out their error and hypocrisy. Humor can be a really effective tool in doing the same for believers today and this woman is doing it very well. Picture her in a sport coat with the background of an old fundamentalist church and a big Bible in her hand and saying this.
1: Here at White Jesus Baptist we're not going to tell you who to vote for in the upcoming election. As long as he's pro-life, pro-Israel, pro-gun, anti-gay, anti-woman, anti-immigrant, and rhymes with rump.
0: <laughs> That's April Roenig, and She's my guest on the podcast today. A very, very funny uh, TikToker. I don't know if you've ever been on TikTok. If you're over the age of 30, you might not have even heard of TikTok yet, but I found that a place very effective for reaching people that no longer go to church. And April's one of the best I've seen at it. So I hope you'll enjoy my conversation with her today about how humor can be pointing out the hypocrisy of today's evangelical church and how she does that really well and effectively. And so before we get to that, just let me tell you, I want you to go to my website, npepodcast.com, sign up for my Insiders Listen newsletter, so you can keep track of everything that's going on in the nonpartisan evangelical world. And also go to my YouTube channel and subscribe, if you would. It's the Nonpartisan Evangelical Channel on YouTube. Um, this is a place I want to grow. We're, we're trying 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 to reach a younger audience. And so, YouTube and TikTok, those are places that they hang out and we can spread the message. And so, go to YouTube and the podcast that we do here on the podcast site. We also do on YouTube in video so you can watch. And I do a whole bunch of other clips and things there that you can see. And occasionally now I'm going to start going live over on YouTube. So go to my YouTube channel, The Nonpartisan Evangelical, and sign up and subscribe. And just know that every time you like or comment on something on my social media, you subscribe on YouTube, you follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you make a comment, you make a like, you share. All of those things add up and make these social media platforms say, hey, this stuff is pretty important. Maybe we better share it out there more and it helps spread the message. So if you're ever wondering, like, how can I help spread the message of uh, the nonpartisan evangelical? Like, comment, follow, subscribe, share. Remember those words. Write reviews. Those are all things you can do to help. Now to April. She's known as April Joy on TikTok one of the funniest people I know, and doing very important humor to point out important things in our Christian culture today. Hope you enjoy the podcast. For those willing to listen, learn, and have eyes to see and ears to hear, this is the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? Challenging the
1: mindset of right-wing Christianity and encouraging people to have their minds renewed and hearts transformed.
0: What knucklehead, mush-for-brains, evangelical leaders are trying to, uh, to overthrow Trump? It's a special kind of dumb and calling yourself a Christian. Let's have better conversations about the life modeled in the Bible so we can truly tell the world God is not mad at you. This is the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast at
1: npepodcast.com.
0: and hi everyone. Welcome to the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast. Paul Swearingen here the Nonpartisan Evangelical with you today. Happy Thanksgiving week as we're recording this, although it'll probably be after Thanksgiving when you're hearing this, but happy Thanksgiving anyway, and I hope you will or did survive relatives or the sadness of not being with relatives if that was your case. Just hope that it was a a full holiday season for you. I'm excited about the podcast today. I've been looking forward to it for a bit because I feel like I have a celebrity coming on today that's, uh, that's very famous and exciting. And uh, her name is April Rinning. and uh, she is, in my mind, a TikTok star. I don't think she uh, believes that of herself, but also is a, a freelance film producer. And April Rinning joins us today. And April, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you being with us and happy Thanksgiving to you.
1: Thank you and happy Thanksgiving. I'm excited to be here. I feel like you're a bit of a celebrity too. I love all your little TikTok videos. It's my favorite.
0: We, we both had a little viral action on TikTok, <laughs> so that is exciting. And it's exciting because I think our message is parallel and TikTok is, is really a platform, I think, for getting it out and hopefully to a younger audience as well. And so I just want to make sure you can hear me okay. My, my computer's been acting weird with Zoom lately. Does everything sound okay?
1: Yeah. Yes, I can hear you.
0: Okay. Tell me, well, actually, maybe what I should do is uh, play, play one of your videos for people who haven't had a chance to see you yet. And this is one, okay, let me share on the on our Zoom screen here. This is one that you did that I duetted because I think it's just fantastically clever and humorous. So <laughs> this is April Renning on TikTok.
1: Here at White Jesus Baptist, we're not going to tell you who to vote for in the upcoming election. As long as he's pro-life, pro-Israel, pro-gun, anti-gay, anti-woman, anti-immigrant, and rhymes with brunt.
0: <laughs> so anybody who's not familiar with TikTok, that's how it works. Little short <laughs> videos like that. But That video is fantastic. Where did you come up with the idea for that video?
1: The idea came from four years ago. So in 2016, we actually went to a church where the pastor got up on Sunday and basically said that, minus the rhymes with rump part, but pretty much like we're not going to tell you who to vote for as long as it's and then listed several things that only were one person.
0: And I think that's happening in many churches on many Sundays yes. leading up to this last election. And some are still continuing to, to proffer that when did you start doing this on TikTok? And uh, where did you come up with this idea?
1: Sure, I downloaded TikTok at the start of the pandemic, because what else are you going to do when you're Quarantined with my two toddlers and my husband. So the first, I don't know, a couple months, I just did silly videos, more mom related. And then I made one video back in May that was political. And it got, I think it's got 950,000 views. So it was one of my first like really viral ones. And I thought maybe there's something here. And it was just, it was about being uh, kicked out of the club. If you're a Christian who doesn't like Trump, which I had been feeling for several years. And so I thought, hmm, maybe there's an audience for this. And so I slowly started doing a little more political stuff here and there. I try not to get political on Facebook because... Yikes, big yikes. <laughs> Although I have some, but honestly, it just became a release because I my, I grew up, my grandfather was a pastor and Assemblies of God pastor. My dad was a pastor and evangelist. I've been to all Christian colleges, college grad school. I've worked at Christian Broadcasting Network as a TV producer. I've been worship leader in churches. So I like all, I am very well versed in Christianity. I am a Christian, but I came out I did not understand the draw between Trump and Christians early on. And so I just kind of would call it out every once in a while on Facebook, not even in like a straightforward way, just more as posing a question. Like, is this the guy that we want to throw all of our momentum behind and support behind? And I just got blasted, like blasted. My whole family, we would get, hate messages from people because we didn't support Trump. And there are scripture verses out of context being sent to us. And my dad actually passed away several years ago from cancer. And I had several people that were in his church say how disappointed my dad would be because I didn't Mm. vote for Trump. And it's, it honestly, it's very personal in a way, but I felt there were just moments that I felt very alone. And I felt a lot of grief because it was a whole community of people that I grew up with my whole life that suddenly kicked me out and I, for over Trump. And it just seemed very confusing to me. And so I thought, am I crazy? Or are there other people that are experiencing this? And the, like every time I would pray about it and open the Bible, I thought, no, I don't think I'm the crazy one here. And so I think I wrote an article back in uh, 2017, just a blog on would Jesus have been a Republican And I basically came to the conclusion that no, he would not, he wouldn't be either because he's Jesus. And I don't know why we think as Americans that he cares so much about our political system. I'm like, we're one country, an entire world that Jesus died for and came to save. So, yeah, so that was the start of me calling it out. And then it eventually turned into... (laughs) Just making funny TikToks about it. It's like a release. But also I've got I've received a lot of really positive messages and comments from people that are going through the exact same thing that don't understand. They've just been ostracized many times by family because they don't support Trump. People that are still Christians. It's, it's yeah. still it's very mind boggling.
0: Isn't that crazy? And I do think that's the beauty of it all. Is even us getting to talk today. I, th- I think we're all finding each other out there, mm-hmm. and and being able to say, "I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. There are others who agree." is a, is a beautiful thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a very eye opening experience, and I think part of it is I feel some form of guilt too, because I used to be, I used to very much marry. Like I had my politics married to my my faith. That's yeah, right. I was a hardcore Republican conservative back in the days of MySpace, not to age myself, but I literally made a group on MySpace that said, I'm a Christian, therefore I'm a Republican. Ooh. So I, like, <laughs> I, used, I bought into it and I was registered Republican until 2016 and then Trump happened. And I was like, okay, this Trump was at least too far for me, but it just, it opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that, I felt like once the scales fell down, I saw a lot of truth that was very hard truth. Like even with the black lives matter movement, just, I was a person at one point that would respond, no, all lives matter. And just God really convicting me to understand like real oppression and how I've been blinded to it. So a lot of it's been some grief on just how I've been in the past with like my own blindness. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of a reason too. I'm like, I can change. I like I have hope that the people that are really bought into Trumpism right now, even though it seems crazy, I have hope that there's still that they're still in there and that they can see the light too. <laughs> I
0: in fact, I just did a a YouTube and a TikTok today about how Saul of Tarsus was the best Bible student in the best Bible school in the world. And his Mm -hmm. conclusion of reading the Bible was, I need to kill Christians. And the religious system endorsed that and said, yes, you're right. And so Mm -hmm. if that guy can be deceived to believe, and ultimately I believe that Pharisaical belief was, if we get enough people to follow biblical law, God will make our country great again. That was their belief system. And because of that, they went off the rails. And and so I think you're right. And I'm in this confessional with you. I was just as adamant of a believer that Ronald Reagan and God were neck and neck (laughs) for the greatest beings in the history of the universe. And it took a whole lot of different parts of a journey to see that, wow, the Bible really talks a lot about God loving justice and taking care of the poor. And that's actually what Jesus talked about. And Jesus actually never once mentioned passing a law to ban abortion. And so how did we get here? And and yeah, so that was the journey for me and my wife. Who then she was an elected official for, with the Republican Party, and for us to see. But but then when this when the Trump thing came along, so we had already been on that journey. But when Trump came along, and I was pastoring a church, and one of my people in my parking lot, in the parking lot of our church, had a bumper sticker that said "Huck Fillery." Oh, I knew something was. I, I had thought wow. it was this benign, off misalignment, and, mm-hmm. and I think that was the moment when I knew this person, and I knew their heart, and that was, they put that bumper sticker on their car, mm. I knew something really wrong was happening, and Jesus said he came to release us from bondage, and
1: mm-hmm. this was this
0: new bondage on people, so that's really, I've been journeying that journey with you.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's been especially hard when it's people that I love. And I feel like there's obviously a big misinformation campaign that's been going on, but I feel like the most, the biggest tragedy is seeing people that I know have good hearts or at least had good hearts at some point, just being filled with so much divisiveness and hate over a politician. Yeah, I've been told literally that um, I'm a tool being used by Satan because I didn't vote for Trump and because I'm telling Christians it's okay to not vote for Trump. And it's just it's just so unscriptural and I but they believe it with all their hearts and it's I'm just I really pray that yeah. It, it's just it's been a lot of grief.
0: I think this is such a fun podcast, although a little bit painful. And that's what Jesus did. He would say Funny things when Nicodemus came and talked to him he said you're a teacher of the law and you don't know this that was sarcasm i know it's hard for us to believe our our savior our pious holy savior could be sarcastic but he was good at it and he used it a lot to poke at things to get people to think about what they do and that's it's one of the things we want to do here at the nonpartisan evangelical is ask people to think Because in evangelicalism, we've been taught that unity means agreement, and if you're not in agreement on everything, you're not in unity, and that is wrong. Unity is not agreement. Unity is saying we'll stay together even when we disagree, and that's what we're trying to get people to think about, and I promise God likes it when we think. He really, really, really does. So I want you to help me in getting this message of getting people to think of of uh, the proverb that says it's God's honor to hide a thing and the favor of kings to search it out, that we're trying to search out the nuggets of God's wisdom and discernment out there. And you can help. I told you at the beginning of the show, you can like, share, follow, comment, all of those things. There is a way you can help out financially, and it's a lot of fun. We have what we call our NPE Patreon community. They have their own private uh, Facebook group where they share with one another and I share in there on a regular basis. And uh, you can listen to the audiobook series of my novel. You can even give this as a Christmas gift to somebody and joining the NPE Patreon community. How do you do it? You go to the website, npepodcast.com, click on that Patreon button, and that's how you can financially help support. Now, we're not a not for profit ministry. I. I want to pay taxes. So it's a for-profit entity. And uh, yes, the money goes to help starving children. And those are my children that they go help. It's it's a for-profit entity. It's how I'm, I'm trying to make a living. And so I would love for you to help. You won't get the tax break, but I promise your reward will be Uh, The reward you normally get when you help something good out and you get some cool stuff to go along with it. So NPEpodcast.com, click on the Patreon button in the upper right hand corner and you can sign up for as little as $5.99 a month. And I'll just love you for doing so. And if you want some greater benefits, you can sign up at a little higher level to help out a little bit more. Even at the $100 level, you'll get a monthly one-on-one with me and uh, I- I'll help you spiritually however I can. So go check it out, npepodcast.com. Click on the Patreon button in the upper right-hand corner and it'll mean an awful lot to me. All right, now let's go back to more of April Joy from TikTok on the Nonpartisan Evangelical Podcast at npepodcast.com.
1: How do you handle it? Like, how do you think we can reach them?
0: That's a great question. And I'm asked that a lot. And so I have a couple of different answers. And, and one is, you, all you can do is display a different heart Mm-hmm. And really the way I see Jesus approached that religious system, and this is really where I am right now, is he stepped in between the world and that religious system and just said, you're not doing mm-hmm. this. You're not, I'm calling you out for this. And that's really where I am. So many of my Christian, <laughs> some former Christian friends accuse me of being very cruel Mm-hmm. And I try not to be cruel. I don't think I am. And there, and there are other people on the other side who say, Boy, I love how gentle you are with people. But Jesus stood up and said, Hey guys, mm-hmm. you're you're whitewashed tombs. And yeah. and when I hear that cruelty that somebody would say to you, your your father would be very disappointed, that makes me angrier. And that anger helps me overcome the fear of my Christian friends not liking me anymore. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, I feel like my job is to has been to be a, this is a long answer, I'm sorry, but to be, a no, mirror to be a mirror to the evangelical world and say, guys, look at this. Now I'm convinced they just can't see it. They just, mm-hmm. they are. And, and Jesus said of the Pharisees, they just, they don't have eyes to see or ears to hear anymore. He gave them the curse of Isaiah six. And Jesus said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees, yeah, because it will bring hypocrisy. And so in some ways now I feel like changing the minds of the evangelical is not my job. Mm -hmm. I think God has actually, and and like you, I moved from Facebook to TikTok because I just saw Facebook as a totally unprofitable territory to have these Mm -hmm. discussions. TikTok I found to be amazing. And yes, I still have people coming on and saying false prophet and all this stuff. So I handle it by, Jesus said, stop it. And they said, look at him. He's with the sinners. He's with the wine winebibbers. And mm. I've actually had friends tell me, hey, good luck with your new crowd. And mm. I'm like, yes, they hated yeah. Jesus and now they hate me. So I don't know if that's a helpful answer, but yeah. that's where I am in it all. April. No,
1: I, I think if anything, it just confirms where I've been. I feel like early on when I first came to this new realization of, oh my gosh, I was wrong. Then it was like, hey, guys, we've actually been wrong this whole time. And I'm like trying to convince them to come over with me. And then that did not go over well. Just kind of what you I feel like God's freed me up to. And this is something that he's been that I feel like the Spirit's definitely been leading me. Is It's not my job to defend my position to them. And it's not my job. Like only the Holy Spirit can change their hearts. Right. And I can't do that. But what i can do is i can reach out to other people that feel marginalized by these christians and show them the love of jesus and just hey that i know that they're using the name of jesus but that's not jesus like this is jesus and on point them to like classic jesus not republican jesus the one (laughs) of love because there's just i feel like a lot of modern especially american christianity today, today has added a lot of conditions to the love of jesus that is unconditional yeah. So yeah, I just, I feel, I don't know. It's a really, it's a really hard life. I've, I regularly grieve for where American Christianity is. Cause I, it angers me. Cause I feel like it's giving my faith and my Jesus, just a terrible name. Uh, I have a whole series on TikTok where I just screenshot things that Christians post on Facebook and call them out. And uh, some of the stuff that they say is just like actually insane, yeah. um, Let
0: me show one of those. Can I show one? Sure. I love these. Um, (laughs) So let me show everybody who's watching us. Let's see where, what things. Okay, here we go. Let me play this.
1: Okay. Things I saw Christians post on Facebook this week. It always looks like he's losing right before he wins. My Trump, my love, my life. If CNN was around in the time of Jesus' crucifixion, they would have projected Satan as the winner before Jesus would be raised from the dead after three days. (laughs) crazy oh
0: my gosh (laughs) not only is that is not only is that brilliant brilliantly done but wtf what are we talking about where
1: (laughs) the the comparisons of trump to jesus i i don't get it like it is so obviously sacrilegious blasphemous like what and trump he's oh I literally could go off. This is my favorite topic. My husband, I'm like every, oh, just about daily. I look at him like, how is he our president? And how are Christians like convinced he's God's chosen? And he's April, you ask this every day, stop bringing it up. I'm like, I still don't get it.
0: Yeah. I I heard Biden's first Corona. And and this is the thing people are like, why are you supporting Biden? And I, I actually, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I'm not really supporting Biden, I'm just against the other guy. And I I don't actually like to be there, but I did hear his first coronavirus task force talk and I was like, "Oh my god, this is what an adult as president sounds like I had forgotten." I, had forgotten.
1: <laughs> I know, a presidential speech without insults? <laughs> what a concept.
0: So what do you do? Just troll Facebook pages all day looking for these posts? Well,
1: sadly, a lot of those are actually on my feed. <laughs> I did unfollow people for a while, but now I'm like, maybe I'll just let them live a little longer so I can <laughs> screenshot these. Actually, um, it's become somewhat of a popular series that I've had a few people submit stuff that they've seen their Christian friends post. So I'm like, hey, sure, I'll take submissions. But so you, you're—I'm
0: not- sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say they're not hard to find. There's also <laughs> Trump profit Facebook groups that I'll go and look at every once in a while because they're public and very eye-opening and scary.
0: (laughs) So you're a a freelance film producer, so I can see that playing into your ability to put these things together. But you and I both are a little bit above the mean age of TikTok where Sort mm-hmm. of fifteen-year-old girl, fifteen-year-old dancing girls get millions and millions of views. But how have you used your gift to feed into this this stuff that you're doing here?
1: Well, sorry, what do you mean? I, it's
0: not a very well asked question. Sorry <laughs> about that, but obviously you're bringing some film production skills yeah. here, and 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 it it comes through in that.
1: True. Yeah. I guess I I worked at CBN as a, a TV producer for a while. So one of my main jobs was interviews and editing and just putting a story together. So and my husband is also a film professor and a film director. Yeah, just it's just kind of using the TikToks has a pretty good layout of how to edit stuff. But there's been a couple times I'll actually edit it on my computer first just because it's quicker and then upload it onto TikTok.
0: I'm really finding I love the 60 second format, though, because it just makes you say what you're going to say and you don't get to put a lot of
1: frivolous stuff in there. Yeah, you get to cut straight to the point and keep it quick and simple. And yeah, it's definitely it's. I I love the the format of it. I'm wondering why didn't I join it earlier? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if we're driving up the mean age of this whole thing now, but uh,
1: I know all the Gen Zers are like, "No, stop it! No more old people!" <laughs> I feel like millennials have done to TikTok what boomers did to Facebook for us. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's funny that my I had a social media, a person I was working with a while back and he actually told me this of okay, Facebook's gonna get really old really fast. And even Instagram is gonna go from twenty five to forty five in no time. Mm -hmm. And he said and at that time he said TikTok is sixteen and it's gonna be twenty five very fast. And Mm -hmm. and so I think we're we're seeing how quickly these platforms move. It's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's very fascinating to watch.
0: Exponential time. So how are you handling, I mean, we're watching these prophets that are still, even today, saying Trump's going to get that second term. It's being prophesied. Again, back to the, am I the crazy one here? Mm -hmm. How do you handle seeing those prophets out there still saying he's going to win?
1: I don't get it. The only way I handle it is just by praying. I'm like, God... (laughs) I don't understand how they can be praying to you and I can be praying to you. And we are coming out with completely different messages. Actually, I was talking to a friend of mine. She's like a very big spiritual warfare, like intercessor. She's amazing. But I was talking to her about it. She's a mentor. And she just said that how she justifies it is that people can have the Holy Spirit within them and the Holy Spirit kind of lives in your spirit. But they can act on the influence of evil spirits that get into their flesh. And that when you hear someone saying something that doesn't line up with scripture or doesn't line up with the Holy Spirit within you, it's just because they're acting out under false influence, not the Holy Spirit. And so it's been easier for me to try to have grace and know that they are under an influence and, and they are blinded. Like I do believe it's just they're, they're asleep. They, they can't see it. So I, I try to give grace and almost sympathy because that's just got to be a terrible place to be. Like I, I see a lot of them and they're angry and they have to be so disappointed. And to try to give grace because one, not only are they dealing with the fact that their guy lost, but they're also having to deal with the fact that they're also false prophets if <laughs> he doesn't. So they're trying everything that they can to justify that because that would be really hard to go on the record and say, no, he's definitely going to win again. No doubt about it. And then he doesn't. So I know that they're just grasping at straws at this point. And I just have to pray. I got to yeah. pray through because it's scary and it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, I just have to do how the Holy Spirit's you know, leading me and guiding me and pray that eyes will be opened.
0: It's good. It's really good. Because I think what you're saying is we don't have to call... These people evil because that's the hard thing is am I evil or are they evil mm-hmm. and and none of us want to call ourselves evil of course but then maybe there's a part of me that's that like, has to be me mm-hmm. and so one of the things that I found is so in, in Jeremiah the whole book of Jeremiah is about Jeremiah prophesying that a nation is about to be overturned and all the other prophets around him are prophesying something else mm-hmm. and and so in Jeremiah 5, 29 through 31, it makes this statement of God saying, don't listen to those prophets that are telling you it's going to be okay because it's not. Mm -hmm. And and then it says a terrible thing is happening. The prophets are prophesying falsely and the priests are leading out of these false words and my people like it this way. But Mm -hmm. what are you going to do when the end comes? And so I think in some ways we're in that same type of season where this nationalism is making us prophesy even people, I think, are actually hearing from heaven. They're then running it through this partisan filter, and it's coming mm. out incorrect. And then you look in the New Testament, and, and here's James and John. They were two of Jesus' best friends. They were disciples. They were fantastic people. And they say, Jesus, that village rejected you. We're going to call down fire and blow those people up for rejecting you. And the scripture, that's not in every version of our Bible, but in some, it says he rebuked them. Like, really harshly said, Stop it, don't do that. And then there's this verse, like I said, that's in some ver- versions and not the other. He says, You don't know the spirit you're of right now. And so I can just hear Jesus saying, Hey, wait a second, you have partnered with something not from heaven right now. Hmm. You're not horrible, you're not evil, you just have come in partnership with something of man and not God. Yeah, same as when he told Peter, Get behind me, Satan. He wasn't telling Peter that he was a horrible evil man, he was saying, hey, what you're talking about right now is man stuff and not heaven stuff. Yeah. And so I think we can look at it that way. And like you say, have a heart for people and even understand their grave disappointment, but still say, hey, let's come out of that mindset now. So I, I love your heart around that.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's definitely important to still love them. And I will say they, Christian nationalists, Trumpists, however you want to say it, they're the hardest people for me to love right now. And I'm regularly trying to pray that I can love them, especially when I'm getting hate from them. And also the thing that angers me the most, and it is a tragedy is they don't see how much harm they're bringing to the kingdom. Like I, when I meet people, which I don't meet as many now because of pandemic, but in the last few years, when I have met people who aren't Christians and they find out I'm a Christian, whether it's a new mom's group or whatever, I like, they recoil at first. And I have to be like, no, I'm not one of those Christians. I believe in Jesus and I love Jesus, but I'm not, I don't marry Jesus to my politics and I didn't vote for Trump. And they're like, oh, thank God. But Like, I I would love to get to the point where I don't have to apologize for being a Christian or justify the type of Christian that I am because it has given Christianity a terrible name. Like most people that aren't Christians, when they think of Christians, they think of the ones waving the Trump flags and the Confederate flags and the ones defending Confederate statues. And eh, it's just a sad place to be. So I've, I'm constantly in a turmoil battle of loving them, but also that is messed up. And I need to call that out because that's not my Jesus. It's a fine balance.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what I love about your story is you're not just doing these cute videos, which I think are really powerful messages in their well-done humor. But you've had feet to this, and you were fighting racism. Let's see, you're from Tennessee, is that right?
1: Yes, Cleveland, and Tennessee.
0: Cleveland, Tennessee, which I've never heard of in my life. It's but, small. <laughs> but you were out fighting against racial, racial division in your area. Tell some about that, and, and that's fed into your TikTok work.
1: Yeah, sure. So over the summer back in June, shortly after, George Floyd was killed. Obviously, there were lots of Black Lives Matter protests going on nationwide and local students started a petition in Cleveland to move our Confederate statue to a museum, not even destroy it, not tear it down, just move it to a museum. And so we started doing regular protests to get the city to move it. And then lots of counter protests. We call them pro-Confederates. They came out with their Confederate flags and their Trump flags and screamed, at us, the most hateful, racist, just terrible. It really awoken a racist spirit that lived in this area. And just for context, Cleveland went 77% for Trump. Mm. So it's very lopsided in beliefs. I started filming a lot of the stuff, people screaming white lives matter or calling the black people we were standing with monkeys and much worse things that I won't repeat Mm -hmm. here, like just terrible stuff. And I think being out there really woke my eyes up even more than the Trump stuff on just how I was on the right side of things. Because if you look at the two sides of the street and we practice no engagement, so we were very silent in our, we were silent in our protest and we would kneel once a, a night to, for eight minutes and 46 seconds in honor of for how long George Floyd's, the guy's knee was on his neck. And we would pray. And I could really feel the spirit of God and the power of God on our side. I know that Jesus stands with the marginalized. Like I have no doubt about it. And so when I was out there, it just confirmed with me that like that how much Jesus loves the people that are oppressed and how much he stands with them. And when I looked across the street at the American flags and the Trump flags and the Confederate flags. And I'm not gonna say that those people were evil, but the the act that they were doing was definitely evil. I could sense Mm -hmm. the spirit of evil. So that was very eye-opening. And honestly, that's kind of how I got somewhat viral on TikTok because I would film just what they said. I didn't even put my own spin on it or anything, just straight raw footage of what was happening. And Buzzfeed actually picked it up. And so then it just went crazy and I had to go private on my social media except for tiktok but take down any symbol like resemblance of my house or my neighborhood because i started getting death threats from the pro-confederates yeah it was it's pretty crazy it's just insane to me how much people love their confederate statues and we just want to move it to a museum it just feels very logical (laughs) but yeah so that's been very eye-opening and just further confirmed where I've landed on some things, but I'm always learning and I'm praying that God, if I'm wrong, show me. I don't want to be wrong. Like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of things, even if it hurts my heart. Like I even prayed at one point because I was getting so much hate. I finally confessed on Facebook that I was voting for Joe Biden. And um, literally my post was just, Hey, if you're a Christian, you can vote for Trump. You can vote for Biden. Like your salvation is not dependent on who you vote for. And, If a Christian tries to tell you only true Christians would vote for whoever, that's spiritual manipulation. And that's not of Jesus. That was my post. But since I came out that I was voting for Biden, because that was my personal conviction, I just got blasted. So much hate. I can't believe you would do this and blah, 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 blah. Ah, I forgot where I was going.
0: Just the realization of how I think Trump was a revelation of a lot of other things in our hearts.
1: Yeah. You saw
0: that with the Confederate statues and all of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just been very, very eye-opening on some things. I hate that my brain just went blank. It's because it's okay. I'm a mom of <laughs> <I'm> too little. <laughs> so I could be in mid-sentence and it just disappears. I was like, man, this is gonna be great. It's gonna be great. They lost it.
0: Yeah, you made a good point already. <laughs> and you've touched on this a little bit, but with your long history as a Christian understanding of things and not as an expert in the church or anything, but just from your history. What do you see the impact is long-term on maybe evangelical churches, or what is your concern of the long-term implications it can have?
1: That's honestly the biggest fear for me is just how do we recover and where do we go from here? uh, Trumpism doesn't seem like it's something that's going away. It seems to be very deeply rooted in some people. So it's going to take, it's honestly going to take Jesus, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, There's have been a lot of people, Christians, that have been scared to vocalize how they feel about politics in the church because I've had people message me about their hesitations to speak out. And I'm wondering if that might be one way if because right now I keep hearing a lot of these nationalist Christians say that they're the silent majority which one, they're not silent. And two, I don't think they're as much the majority as they think they are. So maybe if more Christians just felt comfortable speaking out on truth and being on the side of justice and side of the marginalized, like where I believe Jesus would be, then maybe slowly people will start to realize that maybe it's not so black and white. As a lot of people say, there's a lot of gray. But yeah, I don't know. Personally, I think the house church, is going to be something that's going to become a bigger thing. Cause I think yes. the power structures and churches has been part of the problem in this nat- new nationalist movement, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm uh, not an expert.
0: Well, I, I think that's a pretty good assessment and probably this it, where you're, you're so right on. I, to me, Trump is not the problem. Trump is mm-hmm. the manifestation of the problem or he's mm-hmm. a very, huge manifestation of the problem. And actually, I believe God wanted this problem to come to light mm-hmm. so that we could see it. And in the midst of it, and then add in COVID and all these other things, I can see how all of this stuff is working together. And the fact that millennials are already saying, hey, we ain't going to church in a building four Sundays a month, period. That church is going to be extremely different within 10, 10, to a, at 25 years at the most. And so I think it's a wonderful opportunity for us really to think about what does a community of faith as opposed to church, which has become a dirty word, look mm-hmm. like in this next season. So it it does worry me that churches and, and particularly the millennials are being chased off by our politics, but also maybe it's an opportunity for that God's just shaking things up so that we find something new out there and some form of house, church, and community where we really care for people and care for each other. And people start to say, hey, that Christianity is attractive to me. Maybe what will be the result of all this, I hope.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And places like TikTok, there's lots of ways that we can, the one good thing about the pandemic is that we've figured out ways that we can connect without being in person. So maybe we can keep going down that road although i do want to be in person soon i'm getting tired
0: <laughs> <laughs> so tell people where they can find your tiktok
1: yeah so on tiktok i am at april a joy is Equal my joy. username yep
0: okay we'll put that in the notes let show everybody one more they're so good they're so good <laughs> i love them i love them let's see how about this one the, the trump supporter in heaven
1: yes covid was real are there any questions you have for me before we get started Oh, hey, God. Yeah, who really won the 2020 election? Joe Biden won. Only because he cheated. Who's behind the fraud? My child, there was no fraud. Joe Biden won. This goes higher than I thought. Guess
0: (laughs) The costumes are fantastic on that one.
1: My little robe on my head. Yeah, I don't have any red hats, so I use my daughter's little ladybug Easter basket as my (laughs) MAGA hat.
0: (laughs) I love you could hear the kids in the background on that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't not a good, (laughs) not good audio. That's okay.
0: I think that is the beauty of TikTok is it's more about the message than, and a little bit, the more silly like that, the better maybe. So I think it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love how it's just raw and just have fun with it.
0: So, at April A. Joy on TikTok, check it out. She's doing amazing stuff. And so, congratulations on getting all the followers. And thank you for being somebody brave to speak out to help give a voice to others that maybe don't feel quite so brave
1: thank you. And thank you as well. I, my husband and I, we watch your videos and we're like, we want to go to his church.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I'm online. So you can can come visit sometime. That would be great. So I'm honored that you guys like the videos and it's been pretty humbling that people have come on and said, Hey, this means a lot to me. And, And so that makes it all worth it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. Wonderful talking to you. Keep up the good work and I hope everybody checks out your stuff.
1: Thank you.